I got time, man. Today I got time. All right, I'm here. You lucky on that day, I was acting cool, cuz. Where y'all at? Nigga, what's up, how can Sure are you, cuz. Can y'all see me? Cuz you disrespecting me. Woo! I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. Hey! All right, all right, all right. I hope y'all can see and hear me. I'm sorry, I have to push this uh, the stream back a few times. Hey. Okay, looks like I'm connected. All right, perfect. Yes, I'm still rocking the purple, honey. Okay? Purple is royalty and I feel royal. Still watching the Game of Thrones. I'm enjoying my show. I am on officially season seven. I think episode three. The Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> honey, I was here for it. And I find it funny. People be making me aware that a lot of news outlets are now talking about Game of Thrones. Chris Cuomo mentioned this on CNN the other day. DJ Envy, you know, the Breakfast Club, they love to sip and steal. He's talked about Game of Thrones recently, a show that, you know, ended several years ago. But now everybody's talking about it. Hmm, I wonder why. Anyways, like I said, we're going to do our Game of Thrones party. So for all the Game of Thrones fans, I cannot wait till I'm finished. Hope y'all are doing good. All right. We got some super chats here. Strawberry sent $5. She says, happy Sunday. Love you. Love you too, sis. Thank you so much for coming through. Appreciate you. Magnetic Source says, love you, lovely T. Love you too, Magnetic. Thank you so much. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. This stream might be a little bit long. Y'all might want to take timestamps to break this up. I only need one person posting in the comments. I don't want a bunch of comments with a bunch of different timestamps. So just if one person posts it, please don't post it. Um, but we're going to hit on a lot of different topics. And I'm ready. Got a lot to say. Okay, so I hope you guys are doing good. We got close to 4,000 people. Come on in, come on in, come on in, honey. I'm not the mother of dragons, bitch. I'm the mother of purple. Okay? <laughs> Daenerys got the blonde hair. I'm rocking the purple. Okay? I'm the mother of purple. So I hope you guys are doing good, though. Happy Sunday to everybody. Thank you guys for joining me. So, oh, it's a lot going on. Um, let's go ahead. We're going to talk about the Keisha Cole and Ashanti situation first and foremost, okay? Now, I was in the middle of editing. So I had that, but, you know, let me take a break real quick and go see where they're at in the battle. And I walk over there and Ashanti is just sitting there, you know, singing and, you know, trying to entertain. And I'm like, okay, where's Keisha? And people said Ashanti had been sitting there for literally an hour and 20 minutes trying to entertain the crowd. She damn near went through every feature she's ever been on. She damn near went through every song from the Bronx. <laughs> I'm like, where is Keisha Cole? So finally, Keisha Cole comes. And, you know, she came off more like Keisha Cole's slaw. Just very rude. Um, had a really bad attitude, you know, her energy was just off. And I love Keisha Cole. I love her music, but her energy was definitely off. A lot of people were not happy with the battle. The audio was trash. Okay. First and foremost, I think that's what really affected the battle is that the audio was so bad on Keisha's end specifically. Also, it was hard to watch them. Like, I don't understand we don't, well, not me, because I didn't wait for this battle. I told you how I felt about the battle. I said, well, if I'm, you know, if I happen to be around, I'll watch it. But I definitely didn't go out of my way. Not like I did for Brandy and Monica. And I like Ashanti, too. I like her 
music. But I just felt like it was uh, something about the battle just never felt right. I never felt like their energies, you know, I never look at Akeisha Cole and Ashanti. I think Ashanti would have been better off going up against maybe Maya. They seem to have a similar em- energy. They both make really good music. Keisha Cole with her energy, I feel like she should have won against K. Michelle. Just my opinion. I think Keisha and K. Michelle, that would have been really dope because they're both very serious about their music. So I think the audio spoiled it. Keisha's attitude, especially being late and then trying to call herself, trying to punk Ashanti. Like, no, you go first. Ashanti was like, no, I've been playing music for the past hour and a half, bitch. You're going to go first. Now, she didn't say it like that, but I know that's what she wanted to say. Like, what you mean? Ashanti's going to go first. Hell if she does. We need to hear some damn Keisha Cole. We done heard it every damn Ashanti song <laughs> over the past hour and a half. You know, so I thought that was interesting. So let me, I'm going to show you all some video clips. And some of these clips with Keisha and Ashanti, I'm going to have to mute just because of the music. But there's just certain things I want to show you guys. Because I was so confused as to like just all the mess that was going on myself. So let me pull up the clip of when Keisha Cole first arrives and her disposition and her demeanor was just so it was just really funky. Let me show you all that real quick. I got, of course, these screens on my notes. All right, here we go. Keisha Cole coming through with that cold slot attitude. Okay. Hello, guys. How y'all doing? Hey. Can, hey. Can I see me bigger, please? Thank you. Ashanti? Sis! Can you KC. hear me? I can hear you, Mommy. That's lit. That's lit. That's lit. Finally here. <laughs> I don't know who's all attending because at this point, we just, we running way too behind but you look beautiful you look beautiful too. you look absolutely amazing you look absolutely amazing okay cut too. ashanti up just a little bit please let me move the mic in a little too so what's going on how are we about to get this how are we about to get this g thing started <laughs> listen let's start it they ready started off kc uh, uh, hell no up. we already said you was listen. getting started all right let me come back on the screen all right, so that was the 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 coleslaw attitude. Uh-uh, hell no. Nah. Then she kept cussing. I need to stop cussing. Some, you do. We need to hear you sing. All this, you know, every other word was, you know, she was cussing about some shit. Just sing the damn song. This is why we're here. And the crazy thing is the person whose video that's from, that's not how they were aligned on the, um, on the versus battle. The way they had them aligned on versus was trash. Okay, and I agree with Keisha. I don't understand why they had them like this is not they're not going to be social media gossiping for the next five minutes. This is almost like a two hour stream. Why would y'all not have them in the same room or side by side? Like, I don't understand why I just wasn't done in the same room. Now, I remember the first few battles, they kind of did that split level thing. But I thought we had upgraded since then. Why would we go backwards? That was in the early summer. Since then, Brandy and Monica was in the same room. Um, They went all out. For Gucci Man and Jeezy. So I don't understand why Keisha Cole and Ashanti were just kind of treated, you know, any type of way. And Keisha kept wanting to get up and sing. Well, ma'am, you can't get up because when you get up, all we see is titties. Sit your ass down and sit in front of the mic. Okay? Every five, I want to get up and sing. 
Okay, we get that, Keisha. But unfortunately, you you can't because when you stand, the mic is too short, and all we see is titties in your in our face. And then we can't hear you even worse. And it was just like it was just bad. It was just a bad battle, you know. And I think a lot of people are saying Ashanti was being very mature. She was. I think Ashanti did good, but let let's stop acting like all the attitude was just on Keisha Cole. I know it's easier to blame. In the cold, sly attitude, because we're used to it. But Ashanti was kind of doing some shady stuff, too. Let's keep it real. I don't understand for the life of me why when every time Keisha was singing, Ashanti felt the need to talk to her staff. Mute your microphone. Hey, you know what? Because, you know, Doritos, they taste real good. Bring me some more liquor. She didn't say that. I'm just, you know, improvising. But it's like, turn off your microphone, Ashanti. I'm trying to hear Keisha. And then the, the times that she wasn't talking to her damn staff, she was just texting. Wasn't playing Keisha, no mind. Let me go ahead and show y'all this evidence. <laughs> this battle was shady, honey, just shady. I'm gonna have to turn down the music. But I want y'all to look at Ashanti during this battle. She don't give a damn what Keisha got going on. What Ke- Keisha's trying to sing her little heart out. Ashanti's like, next case. <laughs> give me just a second here to show y'all this. Lord, and I'm gonna mute it too. Look at Ashanti. She look like she want to be somewhere else. Steadily talking to her staff, looking around, but not paying Keisha no mind. So I think there was some parts in this when Ashanti was being very unprofessional as well. You know? All right, let me clear this off the screen. So I caught shade on both parts. You know me, I'm I'm an equal opportunity commentator. I see a lot of people only praising Ashanti. No, I saw some shady shit too coming from Ashanti's side. You know, Ashanti looked like she didn't want to be bothered after a while. And maybe it was, you know, she was frustrated. I can get that. After you've been sitting for an hour and a half trying to entertain people and everybody's, you know, throwing invisible fruit at you. Like, come on, get out with the show. What the hell is this? We got to work and we got to go to school. Got shit to do in the morning. You know, Shanti was dealing with a lot. So maybe that's why she kind of checked out. But honey, that damn phone was glued to a Shanti hand. Every time Keisha Cole was seen, she'd be like, <laughs> or be talking to her staff, more Ciroc. <laughs> the whole situation was a mess. So as I'm watching this, because you're not posting some videos on my own personal Instagram, I'm like, the part that was also bothering me was, Keisha, where is you going? I was so confused because Keisha just kept getting up. I said, okay, I could understand one bathroom break. I could even understand two. But she got up several times. And then on top of that, they had the nerve to do an intermission. Oh, we're all going to take a 30-minute break. Oh, hell no. Y'all don't deserve a 30-minute break, especially Keisha. Because you're breaking enough every 10 minutes walking off. You were damn near two hours late. Why do y'all need an intermission? Honey, let me show y'all what I was posting that night. Because I I was just so confused as to where Keisha Cole was going, honey. And this meme had me cracking up. Somebody posted this on Twitter. And they're like, this is Keisha constantly leaving. Let me show y'all this real quick here. They said, this is Keisha Cole. Social media was dragging and Keisha, honey. Keisha just walked out. Since where are you going? You was already late. 
This battle is not good. Where can she keep jumping up to? I was so confused. Yes, that was the Doritos. <laughs> should let you go, 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 where is Keisha Cow? <laughs> she keeps walking off. All right, y'all, y'all got, y'all got the hint, honey. Keisha was out every ten minutes. I'm like, can I send out an APB? Because if you're not gonna sit here, I damn sure ain't gonna sit here. So I went back to damn editing. I said, I ain't got time for this. Keisha don't know she coming or going. They keep bringing her cups of liquor. Keisha's clearly drunk. Ashanti just wants to open up a bag of Doritos because she won't stop talking about these damn these Doritos that done, you know, leak to the side and shit in the back. Y'all see my Doritos? I've been sponsored by Doritos. There's some Doritos. We get it, Ashanti. We, we get you don't get much press. So so this sponsorship means a lot between her shouting out Doritos and Ciroc every five minutes, ma'am. We get it. And Keisha Cole walking off. I, I went back to editing this. And I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> It was just too much going on during that battle. And then on top of it, just the horrible audio. I think, period, they should have been in the same room. I think that had made a big difference. It would have had them audio in sync. And I think they should have just did them just like they did Brandy and Monica. You know, they should have had them in the same room. You know, I, I didn't like that. I, I definitely understood where Keisha was coming from because she's at the bottom of the screen. You can only so much see her. We want to see the outfit. Shanti talking about, oh, I wish y'all could see my shoes. I might have to take these off because my feet hurt. You might as well take them off. We can't see nothing past the damn chest. Take them off and just kick back. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, so now Keisha explained not really, but she kind of explained why she kept, or she not really explained, but she apologized why she kept walking off, which I just thought that was just strange. So I want y'all to go ahead and check out her reasoning for why she was walking off or her apology or something for why she kept walking off. So give me just a second here. Show y'all this really quick. Keisha, Keisha, Keisha. But more so than anything, I want to apologize for not sitting my ass in that seat, okay? Because I was there and I should have sat down. I should have just sat in the seat, no matter if I felt like, you know, the the visual wasn't clear or, you know, I they said my music wasn't going to be right or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? I think that more so than anything, people wanted me to sit. Be present. Be present, even yeah. though they, they didn't know that I was present. Right. But, Okay, so y'all just saw Keisha talking about that. Um, supposedly, she was there the whole time. We couldn't tell because we only saw Lashanti, you know, and I think she should have been more present. I think she should have, you know what I'm saying, just been there. That had been the right thing to do. Don't just leave all the heat on Ashanti. Um, so now there was another part that was kind of controversial. Let me see if I have that here. There was a part where OT Genesis with his attention-seeking self, he jumped in the in her battle and started singing with her. Now, that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because if you guys don't know, um, OT Genesis, he was basically going in on Frankie, Keisha Cole's mom, not even a year ago. Talking about selling her crack, talking about pimping her out, 
then started dragging Keisha Cole's sister, Nefertiria. So then to see him jump in her versus battle, it was like, what the hell is going on here? And why is he there of all people? So let me go ahead and show y'all this clip because Nefertiria responded and she was not here for it. She was really pissed off. So let me show y'all. And I'm going to have to turn it down, but y'all going to see where he comes in. So give me just a second here. Okay, so this is where he comes in. And you can see him trying to sing and be seen. This, you know, real extra for no reason. Just wanting to be seen. Is this her song or your song, OT Genesis? And remember, they, the whole reason why they were beefing is because he had redid her song, but he turned it into like a crip version. And she was so in her feelings about it. That was where all the beef came from. And what was crazy is that her sister jumped in to have her back. And OT Genesis drugged Nefertiria in the mama. And now the son Keisha's cool with him. So Nefertiria was not here for it. I don't know if this is, she has a filter on her so I don't honey. I can't keep up. Y'all go ahead and watch this video. Nefertiria going off. Y'all check this out. Let me just tell y'all where it went left for me. Cause you know I'm motherfucking Keisha to the day I die motherfucking me. But when you let a nigga hug you, that guy on the internet joking about selling your mama motherfucking crap. That's when I got to take a step back. Bitch, that's a no-go for me. You can't touch me. You can't breathe on me. You can't. I don't give a fuck about what none of y'all got to say. Don't touch me if you brag about or laugh about selling my motherfucking mama. The bitch who birthed this. The reason why y'all got Keisha is because Frankie didn't give up. Let's be clear about this motherfucking shit. Frankie got seven motherfucking children. Okay. She ain't got one. Because I think you stupid. All right. Hardy. So yeah, I just heard what Nefertiri had to say. And I'm not mad at her. Because when Keisha Cole was crying tattooed uh, coleslaw tears, Nephi came out the woodwork and had her back. Because she was very upset because OT Genesis, you know, remix was getting more plays than her song. And people were talking about that. So for her to reconnect with him. Oh, that was Elite. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't tell them apart. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Elite, not Nephi. I, I apologize. They look just like to me. Okay. Elite. That was her sister, Elite. There, she said there's seven of them. I get them all mixed up. Um, But yeah, Elite was not here for it. Okay. So I think, you know, I definitely see where she's coming from because that's not okay. It's like this woman, this man, excuse me, disrespected your mother and your siblings, drug nephateria. And now y'all are buddy, buddy, but the siblings don't know about it. But again, it, it seems to me like with Keisha, she's always been that way towards her family. Like if people disrespect them or drag them, she just sits back and sips tea. But if she gets disrespected or dragged, her family goes hard. They really do. They they go out their way to have her back. But I don't ever really see that reciprocated as much from Keisha's end. You know, as far as publicly and just, you know, people being disrespectful. 
I'm not talking about her taking care of them financially. I'm just talking about like public support. So I thought that was like just really weird. Yeah, Nephi and Elite look just alike. So I apologize. Um, so yeah, the whole situation with the battle, I just I wasn't here for it. Um put a teacup if you feel like Ashanti won. <laughs> I believe she won. Um and Ashanti has, you know, a lot of, I think she, well, she has like two, three albums. You know what I'm saying? I, I bought like the first two albums for sure. I think I might have listened to like her third. I don't know. Maybe she has seven albums. I, I don't know how many albums Ashanti has. But Ashanti definitely has a lot of memorable music. She's definitely put a lot of work in the industry. She's another one whose voice and vocals people have taken from her. Not giving her credit like J-Lo. J-Lo gets all this praise. Meanwhile, she didn't write shit. She barely sang anything. And Ashanti is left on the back burner. And I think Ashanti's legacy should be far stronger than what it is. And Keisha Cole as well. I think Keisha Cole speaks for a certain demographic and she's been through a lot. So I will always like Keisha because even through everything she's been through, she's here. She made it through. So I think, you know, it's nice to see both of them, but I think that low key, they were sabotaged by whatever was going on with the music and, and, and the video and all that stuff. And I think it's a shame. I believe that whoever was running this particular versus battle, they didn't put as much energy into it because it was Keisha and Ashanti, because maybe they weren't as big as a draw, you know, big enough of a draw as a Monica and Brandy or as a, you know, Jeezy and Gucci, because you notice when it was the men. There wasn't that one issue. Audio on point, lighting on point, security on point. They even had an after party. So I just, I wasn't feeling how they were filmed and how, you know, because the audio is beyond Keisha's fault. That's not her fault. She has nothing to do with the audio. I felt like they should have been treated with the same level of respect as every other artist that went on to the versus battle. But... Yeah, so the whole situation was crazy. They are, you know, they love to do women dirty sometimes, you know, unfortunately. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats on y'all been sending them. Um, let's see here. Shariah Worthington sends five. Say, yay, I made a live. Happy Sunday. You look amazing. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Trilla525 sent 9.99. Sis, finally have bread to spare. Longtime male sipper, 23 from Maryland. I always thought, hold on, the cut off. Always stop provoking and quality content continue to thrive. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming through and thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Flotaco uh, Senfai says, T, you are the trendsetter, but they never want to give you props. Mother of purple. Yes, you are. Thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And yeah, it's crazy. We're going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to go deep in this stream about, you know, things I've done and the way I've been treated behind the scenes. I think I've kept a little bit too quiet for too long. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Don Day Lightmad said, uh, says, love you, T. You got me watching Game of Thrones now. I'm on season one, episode eight. That's what's up. Happy Game of Thrones to you. I'm super excited to have this Game of Thrones party. Um, Marvin D. Santan says, love you, T. Can we get some I'ma leave Will shirts? I'ma leave Will. I'ma leave Will. I'ma, I'ma, I'ma leave Will. I haven't said that in a while. That felt good. <laughs> I, I'll see if y'all want them. I can get them done and get them created and put them on Teespring. So I'll make them. And if y'all want them, just let me know. So thank you so much. 
Um, Marlon Harrison since 10 says, sending you love before work. Thank you so much and have a good day at work, Marlon. Um, Damien says, Ashanti and JLo, LOL. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yolanda Drinker sent 20 says, hey, sis, I caught a live. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you for coming through, sis. Um, Kelly Rubio says, hey, team, me, my boyfriend, I've been following you for seven years. We love you. Keep doing what you do. Thank you and your boyfriend for the support. And I definitely will. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, Jojo from Texas sent 999 says, hey, team. Hey, auntie, finally caught a live. Been following you for years. Happy to see how much your channel has grown. Stay speaking the truth. Much love from Houston, Texas. Joseph. Thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Josephina, okay. Joseph and Josephina. Uh, Sam 499 says, hey, auntie, loving the purple. Keisha was super stank. Stank a dank. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Um, GGLL sent 1999 says, loving the purple, girl. Yes, honey. A lot of celebs be watching you. Straight sipping. Don't want to admit it. Y'all celebs, go buy tea on Amazon. Link is in the description. I got mine. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank y'all to everybody who supports the tea line, the skincare line. It means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the tea just sells itself on Amazon. And this has been a blessing. So thank you guys. And we also have a few new tea bottles. So if you were asking for one, they are available on Amazon. So go ahead and check them out. So thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, Blunt, Sam 499 said, Keisha was singing and dancing to Ashanti's music the whole time. I think people are being too harsh on her. She needs a better team. Yes, you are correct. I, that's why I made sure to point out why I wasn't feeling where Ashanti was being stank. Because I see a lot of people only calling Keisha out because she was late. She had an attitude. But Ashanti was being very dismissive as well. Keisha was genuinely fangirling. Like, Oh, I love that song. She was singing along. At a certain point, she was doing too much. Like, okay, this is, I don't need you to sing along with Foolish, Keisha. You know, but those, those are the type of songs, like when you hear them, just want to sing with, so I get it. But there was like certain times she was singing, you know, with Ashanti, and it's like, mute your microphone, damn. But I noticed that Ashanti did not sing any Keisha Cole songs. And she, you know, she might have gave her, you know, props here and there, but it wasn't the way, like, Keisha was giving her props. So I'm glad you peeped that. So thank you so much, love. Um, let's see here. Inspired to Travel Sam Five says Game of Thrones spinoff of Dunk and Egg is in pre-production. I think that's why Game of Thrones has been in the news lately. Longtime supporter. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Neil Mahogany sent 10 says, Hey, lovely T. What program are you watching Game of Thrones on? I'm ready to join the party. I watch it on HBO Max. Um if you have regular HBO, they gave it to me free because I, I upgraded my internet to like super fast internet. So they threw it in. Um, if you have regular HBO, you can upgrade to HBO Max for free. So I watch it on there. Um, through, what is that called? Through the cable company. Like, you know how you can go on, um, I forgot the thing I'm saying Discord, but it's not Discord. Like when you go through the cable company to watch like your DVRs and stuff, it's all in there. I don't know what that's called, but it's that setting where you can go watch like all your shows. You'll find it in there or else you can look in the apps on your TV. Um, Danielle Normel says, love you. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, sis. Uh, Nanania sent $14.99 says, they don't give you enough credit and recognition just like Ashanti. Looking good, sis. See you in the Discord. Thank you so much. And yeah, you're right. But it's all good because you guys give me the love and the recognition. So I appreciate you 
you guys for always just looking out and going hard for me. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Tanista Severson sent a 499 sticker. Thank you so much for the sticker. For the sticker, I appreciate it. Um, unpopular sent a dollar ninety nine. Says I don't think J Lo. I don't think J Lo is at fault. She didn't steal. J Lo is very much at fault. When you take credit for somebody else's work, you are at fault. No, where has J Lo ever turned around and ever given Ashanti props or thanked Ashanti or even let it be known that Ashanti was the one who wrote the lyrics? who sang the lyrics. There are songs that you can hear Ashanti's voice. J-Lo was so lazy, she didn't even re-record the track. They left Ashanti's vocals on there. So J-Lo's just as complicit as Diddy and the other people who are in charge of making her career. So while it's easy to be like, oh, well, she's just a singer. J-Lo knew what was going on, so we're not going to do that. J-Lo gets very much the blame. They did. They played Ashanti because she was young and she was a novice to the industry. And J-Lo was more palatable than Ashanti. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the colorism and the shit that they do in the industry. And I'm not trying to go off on you. I'm just talking. So please don't take offense because you did send some money. I appreciate you. But what I'm saying is that J-Lo was very much complicit and we need to stop. You know, what I'm saying trying to rewrite history and rewrite what it was. Ashanti deserves way more credit. She should be on the status level as J-Lo. And that's real talk. I'm, I just got to keep that real. Um, Laura said $5 says J-Lo stole from Ryan Carey. Hence, I don't know her. J-Lo's a damn thief. Let, let's keep that real. But because, you know what I'm saying, she made asses popular in the mainstream and she's a beautiful woman and, you know, she was dating Diddy and all that other stuff. She was just palatable. That's it. That's all. Remember when she when she started popping was during the Puerto Rican invasion. Who remembers that shit back in 1999? Outside, inside, out. Shit, I was here. That's why J-Lo was so popular. It was during the Puerto Rican, you know, the Latino invasion of 1999 in the uh, into the early 2000s. Let J-Lo have been black. She'd be like tweet. We ain't seen tweet since. That was my damn song. Shout out to Ricky Martin. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to keep it real over here. J-Lo's a damn thief. Okay? She's living high off the hog because of Ashanti. So we're not going to do that. I'm going to give Ashanti her credit here. She might have been ignoring Keisha Cole and acting funny and shouting out Doritos every damn five seconds during the damn uh, versus battle, but that doesn't negate the work that she's put in in the industry. Okay? Outside, inside, out, living the vida loca. That was my jam. <laughs> that, and you remember uh, Maria, Maria. Let me stop saying it for they trying to ding my shit. You remind me of a West Side Story. <laughs> Santana, that was like, there was like a whole Spanish invasion. And everybody was loving the music back then. And J-Lo rode the wave. She was at the right time at the right place. That's it. And, you know, the, thank goodness her daughter can sing. And people, oh, she sounds just like her mother. No, her mother sounds like Ashanti. J-Lo's daughter sounds like the father. Okay? She gets her singing abilities from the daddy. You're not going to do that to him. <laughs> yes, Shakira too? 
But at least Shakira, you know what I'm saying? That's her own music, honey. I'm sorry, I can't give J-Lo props. Not when I'm hearing Ashanti's vocals in the background. Like, damn, you you that, you that cool? You you that, you know, you just know you that girl that you only have to re-record the background vocals? I guess, honey, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> Having someone to do all the work must be nice. Shit. Um, Cindy Carnales says, hey, T, I agree with you about the matchup for the versus battle. They did more for the people that had actual beef in the past. J-Lo versus Ashanti for the next battle. I would have loved to see that one. You know, Ashanti, I mean, excuse me, you know, J-Lo would be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy acting and shit. <laughs> she wouldn't have showed up. But that would have been interesting. That You might as well call it Ashanti versus Ashanti, being that she's the one who put most of J-Lo's music together. Um, let's see here. Tony Baloney says J-Lo ripped off Beyonce's entire drunken love look and performance. Mmm. Mmm. Pink sent $5 says just took a break from my pharmacologically class, wrote up and tuned in. Love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, Rose Purple. Okay, I like that name. Says, hey, T, did you hear about the black lady getting jumped in Harlem at a liquor store for rejecting a guy? Guys, request to pay for her drink. By the way, you look good. Thank you so much. I didn't hear about that, but thank you for the tea. Um, let's see here. Simone L says, hey, auntie, been watching since I was 14. And I'm 23. Today's my birthday. Thank you for all you've done, keeping us entertained through the lockdown, sending love from London. You are more than welcome, and thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. All right. So somebody said J-Lo just stole Beyonce's whole entire swag. Mm. Yes, Mr. Carlos Santana. That was the man, man. I loved his music. I had his whole album back then. Bang from start to finish. Um, oh, we got a lot. Somebody said, slow down the chat. Slow down the chat. Okay, quit writing, slow down the chat. There's nothing I can do. There's like 11,000 people watching, so it's just a lot of people in the chat. Um, the chat is slowed down, but that's what happens when you have a lot of people in the chat room. It just you know goes pretty quickly. But you can always scroll up. You know, you can always, you know, there's like a thing on the side. You can slide up and down. That's what I do. So let's go ahead and talk about the next topic. Because I've been on here now. How long? Damn, 34 minutes already. Okay. Timestamp. Whoever's doing the timestamp. So I want to go ahead and talk about the situation with um, Rick Ross. Let's talk about the colorism situation. I'm going to save the, the white tea drama for last. So I want to talk about this whole Rick Ross situation and things that go on in the industry. So if you guys do not know, and because there's music, I'm going to have to like pause it at certain points and go to timestamps um, just because I don't want this stream to get dinged. So uh, back in 2017, or however long, this was like several years ago, Rick Ross had a show on VH1. And basically on that show, it was called VH1 Signed. And I watched it. Me and a lot of people watched it. Um, Rick Ross was on there, The Dream, Lenny S., you know, some of the top producers. And so basically it was like a modern day version of making the band. You know, he's trying to find a female, you know, person assigned to his MMG money group. And so 
what happened is that this is when we were first introduced to just Britney. I believe just Britney was on there. Tammy Roman's daughter was on there. It was like several people on there. And then there was also a young dark skinned girl named Kia and Kia could sing very talented young girl. So I don't know who went into the archives of black Twitter, honey, but they done found this clip, um, you know, of, of colorism, you know, right there in your face. And it went viral. So people were dragging Rick Ross and just Britney um, because of this situation. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this clip real quick here. And like I said, I'm going to have to stop it at a certain point. So forgive me. Give me just a moment to share my screen. Okay. All right. So this is just Britney coming up to come sing. Okay, so now let me go to the part with the with Kia. So now this is when Kia comes up, and their disposition is so nasty towards her. And all my love, I give you back. All right, that's enough. Now let me go to the part where Rick Ross is telling her what he thinks. That wasn't the best platform for your voice. Nope. You have a, a unique voice. And Britt did sound better than yours. They like mine's best. Girl, shut up. <laughs> shut your ass up. They like mine best. No, they didn't. He just wanted to fuck, which he did. Okay. Now, am I shocked by Rick Ross's behavior? Absolutely not. This is how a lot of dudes in the industry get down. But I'm confused as to why only Rick Ross is being blamed. I saw the dream sitting right there. You, you shaking his head at Kia like, nah. nah, nah. The dream should have been trending too. He also dismissed her singing. And the dream is somebody who's talented and can sing. Now, we've been talking for a while about colorism. It's been in the mainstream. More, more and more people are talking about it. Oh, let me go ahead and read this super chat, honey. They sent $100. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I just noticed it now. Um, your mama's papa sent $100. Says my fiance and I are watching you. And we are sending you armor from our favorite Mexicanas. In- oh, amor, amor, like love. Okay, I get it in Spanish. We are sending you amor from your favorite Mexicans in Cali. Oh, that is awesome. Gracias. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Oh, that is awesome. You guys are just too sweet. Um, So this whole situation is just really sad. So colorism has been in the forefront. I also spoke about it the other day with the whole Danny Lee situation or Lay, whatever the hell her name is. I also spoke about it in, in there. And then there was a situation on my Instagram and I've noticed that I keep getting gaslit, of course, by who? Dark skinned black men, not all of y'all. So we're not going to do that. But it just seems like every time I get gaslit and I click on the profile, it's always a dark skinned black man who's telling me I'm reaching. I'm jealous. Oh, there you go again, making it about you. That's what you're supposed to do in life. If you can relate to something, 
Why would you not make it about you? So that way you can spread awareness to other people. Duh. Am I missing something? <laughs> Let me see if I can find that. It was, I was crying out lovely Joe because I found it very interesting that lovely Joe Budden and the Breakfast Club crew. One of this is the clip. And Angela, was this before? Remember when I had called out the Breakfast Club? They were shouting out Keem Star and Jeffree Star. But when it came to them using my exclusive content, I was just a friend to Cardi B. Sources close to Cardi B is how all of the black media played me. Let me see if I can find the clip of Angela Yee and Charlemagne and all them shouting out Jeffree Star and Keem Star and all these white outlets. But in the same breath, crying because Meg Thee Stallion wouldn't come to the breakfast club. I find that very funny, Charlemagne the T. Trying to find the damn clip. It's in here somewhere. I don't know if it's... Because there's so many clips that we post of Lovely Joe regurgitating my words. But I'm trying to find the one of why I posted the breakfast club. Is this it? I th oh, this is it. Here it is. I found it. Uh-huh. Let me show y'all this shit. Yeah, this is it. Hold on. Let me come up on the screen so y'all can see this. Um, somebody named Keemstar uh, posted, reached out to Jeffree Star for a statement based on the allegations that he's hooking up with Kanye West. And then he posted their text conversation. Jeffrey, what do I say about these? current rumors about you and Kanye and Jeffrey re replied I'm having the best time in Wyoming come to loose and that's it that's the whole response but and wasn't it the intro to her out her yeah. oh but then in the same breath y'all want me to keep dragging Adam 22 let me come back on screen real quick before I play this folks want me to denounce Adam 22 and are mad because I you know because I'm not standing with all the folks who were sitting on Vlad TV's couch telling on themselves and I'm just like, I don't care about the situation because I didn't care when Vlad allowed Orlando Brown to drag my black ass. I don't give a damn about none of this shit. But what I find very funny is that they can sit here and shout out other YouTubers, right? Other white YouTubers, white platforms. But all of these black outlets, when I had the exclusive with Cardi B and the divorce with Offset, they all watched my stream. Remember, I had like 20,000 people in the stream and they all ran back and said a source close to Cardi B. They refused to say that lovely TTV, but in the same breath, she has no problem shouting out Kingstar. So then I was showing y'all how it's funny. I feel like a lot of the, the, the crab in the barrel mentality also comes from black media themselves. And I was showing that it's funny that Adam 22, who has a white platform, white man has publicly subscribed to me. Him and his co-host have shouted me out several times with no problem, giving me props for my work, but I never get that from these other outlets. You know what I'm saying? Now, Hollywood Unlocked, they have shouted me out, so I will give them props. They have. They have. Let me go ahead and show y'all this. Album? new album, yeah. The craziest thing is, like, I just learned that even, like, the, the like, woman tea channels are kind of turning against Megan. You what? think? I know. I watched a bunch of videos. I watched like a forty-minute video on like why Kelsey's like in the right and like what? Like, well, I'd like to see that. Wow. It's kind of crazy. That's mm. a lovely tea. I hate that. And wasn't it the intro to her out? Her yeah. she said, um, like 
you try to get me not to talk because you were going to drop a leak of sex tape or something like that. Huh? So you said something about like. Kel's got a sex tape? And that Megan I'll watch that. or her team allegedly were going to like. Or she said, um, like, you try to get me not to. Let's get this interview in. Oh, God. She said she was going to talk to her team. Her I can't team, believe her team meaning Call Crawford. I don't know. Wait, she fucks with him. <laughs> that's still her dude. Huh? Oh, I no, don't know that. Her. her what do you mean that's still her dude? Not Carl dude. Crawford, the dude who signed Meg the Stallion. Why are you assuming that Kelsey Nicole would have anything to do with him? Now she ha- she's hanging out with him. Oh, see, I didn't know looking- this. I thought I'm trying to tell you. Okay, you're not doing but a very good job. Okay, but you because you said that's her dude. I'm like, no, that's he not mean, her dude. That's Megan's mean. dude. No, it's not. Meg has nothing to do with now him. Now she, she hates doesn't. Him. Yeah. Now she doesn't. Right. But okay. Anyways, whatever. Anyway, you could have um, done this so much faster. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> they're like hanging out, and she's like looking to uh, Jay Prince for protection. Really? People are like Where'd send you see her that? death threats. On Lovely Tees channel. Oh my what? god! I'm subscribed to that. I gotta yeah, we got yeah, to tap in with this. Wow, that's crazy. Where's yeah. it? Subscribe. All right, so let me come back on the screen. So, do you see how easy that is? Adam Twenty Two admitted to being subscribed. I've been telling y'all for a while he was subscribed to this channel. He's a tea sipper, you know, and just showed love. But I found that very funny that the Breakfast Club, Lovely Joe Button, who who's who lives here, he lives here rent free. <laughs> never they'll shout out dj academics they'll talk about dj academics all day academics is another one he's a tea sipper um he was on his clubhouse talking about how all these rappers came together like voltron to jump him Hmm, that sounds like what lovely t said on her live stream dj academics so they all do this right so i was basically explaining that this happens all the time in the industry a lot of times people think that colorism is just you know movies and tv shows It happens in music. It happens in media. They want to go with people, unfortunately, who are more palatable or what they deem is palatable. That lady, Kia, okay, is not only gorgeous, she's talented, she's a wonderful singer. But they chose to go with somebody who is more mediocre. And I'm not talking about looks because I don't think we have to go in on any, any woman's looks. But I'm talking about mediocre as far as vocals. Vocals. Britney was more mediocre. But because of, you know, her body and the fact that Rick Ross, you know, was more attracted to her, they gave her all this extra undue praise and totally ignored the the, the dark skinned girl who could sing. Just like when I talked about with B. Simone. You have no problem disrespecting the baby's dark skin's baby's mother. I hate his name is the baby. That's just horrible. But his baby's mother, um, Mimi. You had no problem lusting after that man on national television, making yourself look like a fool. But now that he's with, you know, the Dominican sexy woman that you that you idolize and worship. Now you're going to fall back because you don't think that you're as bad as Danny Lay. So now you're going to fall back and give the baby and his relationship all this respect. But because you thought you were, you know, here compared to the baby's mother, she she didn't need any respect from you. It's very, very alarming. It really is. Um, oh, Anthony Brian Logan. That's how rappers are. Shout out to you. Thank you for coming through. I didn't even know you were a tea sipper. Thank you. I have all types of people who come through and support. But colorism is very, very real. And it's very hurtful, you know? And so I was explaining on that post that this is what I wrote on my post. I said, everybody watched this show back then. And folks were quiet, but now folks want to rage against the machine seven years later. 
Colorism affects every aspect of life, but even black media outlets are colorist as fuck as far as who they hire to do commentary, who they hire for gigs. But y'all keep saying that I'm reaching. They constantly steal from dark skinned black women like myself and then have lighter skinned women regurgitate the words that come directly off of my platform. I'm not shocked by this and I wasn't shocked when it happened. So let me also go ahead and read to you guys what another person on their role, which I really respected because like I said, I've been talking about this for years before it was ever monetizable, before it was cool, we used to get death threats and, and just told the worst things for talking about colorism. And an OG tea sipper came onto my platform and really confirmed this. So let me read what she wrote on Instagram. Um, her name is Pineapple. She says, I remember back in 2009 when I first subscribed to your YouTube channel, you and JLove47 were the only ones who bravely spoke about colorism. JLove went deep and they used to drag the hell out of him. Amen. They drugged that boy, called him gay and everything else. Then she goes on to say, they wasn't hearing it back then. I don't think they will now. I remember reading those denials and deflective comments. It's now 2021 and people are still in denial about it because they know they perpetuated it and kept it going. And I'm so glad she brought that because I remember it was like me and, and him. We were one of the few that you like now people talk about it now because you can get a check. And that's why I keep telling dark skinned women, stop letting these people emotionally use you. For a come up. See, now it's a mainstream conversation on YouTube because people get paid. Everybody's monetized. You know, a lot of these, you know, black outlets now who talk about colorism, they want to talk about it now because they can get paid. But back then we were talking about it without getting paid because it was an issue. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it happens, you know, to a lot of people. And yes, can it happen to lighter skinned people as well, where they face, you know, rejection and, and things like that, of course. But the people who get the brunt of it, we need to be honest, are darker skinned individuals, male, female, gay, straight. That has nothing to do with it. But they, and I don't even think Jay Love was gay. And if he was, who cared? Why did that, how does that deflect from how he was treated as a child and what he went through? So like I said, we've been talking about this man for years. So now it's a main, you know, it's a mainstream conversation. And a lot of people are now, you know, trying to speak on it and they're going back and grabbing old clips. And, you know, there's all this, you know, I call fake outrage because a lot of these media outlets, they'll talk about it and, you know, they'll they'll push the fake outrage, but they're not really changing their practices. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, a lot of folks are not going to get their comfortable spots either. So, okay, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that was back in the day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole lot of people back then because it wasn't a cool topic to talk about. Um, Deidre Robin sent $10, says, call him out, T. Thank you so much. I definitely will. I've never been one to bite my tongue over here. Uh, um, Kevin Kwame says, they're giving you props would be like a rapper exposing their ghostwriter. Mm, I didn't think about that. Thank you so much. Give my auntie her props. Thank you, Kwan, uh, Kevin Kwame. I appreciate that. That is true because then it would tell then it'd be like, why would they come to their platform when they could just go watch Lovely Tea? That's a good point. Um, Lash by Kia sent 10 says, they refuse to say your name on their platform because they are intimidated by you. They will, they, they are intimidated that you will steal their clout, but YouTubers, tea is more digestible. Love you. 
um, you respect the people and the Jews. Thank you so much, sis, and thank you for the super chat. Um, Elry17 says, Love 47 was ahead of his time. He touched on some topics you covered. Thanks for this. Yeah, I was talking about stuff most people were scared to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm not moved by all this fake outrage now that it's cool and it's trendy and it's a topic because people are home and, you know, they're, they're, uh, there's C-19 and there's nothing else to talk about. I'm not moved by that because people have been talking about this for a while. Why do y'all keep talking about Adele? What does Adele have to do with anything? Y'all are talking about Adele being fake Jamaican. Who, who cares? We're talking about colorism. Quit talking about Adele. So anyways, um, um, on top of that, I wanted to show you guys things I have experienced because what happens is anytime I bring up colorism, there's always some random, you know, dark skinned male person trying to tell me that I'm hating or I'm tripping and I'm not. I've experienced it. There's a reason why you see the same media people, media females on these platforms. And this is not to disrespect any of these women because they've all worked hard to get to where they're at. So it's not about that. I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with my own skin. I'm cool here. I get my, you know, I get my views and all that stuff. So it's not about disrespecting them, but I see the shit for what it is. And that's just me keeping it all the way real. So um, let's see here. Nisi, I'll make you a mod. There you go, Nisi. You're a mod. Do what you got to do. If they're sitting here, you know, talking about other topics that have nothing to do with this, get them out of here. We got about, we got over 13,000 people watching. If y'all want to go about Adele, go follow her on Twitter and go talk about Adele. Okay, everybody else is trying to talk about the topic at hand. All these Adele worshipers, I don't even know how she became a topic. Y'all just want to bring white people into conversations. But um, if they're talking, if they're arguing about Adele, just get them out the chat. So anyways, like I said, not to knock any of the, the media brands with lighter skinned women in the forefront. It's not about that, but it's just that I, I see the nonsense for what it is. So I never talked about this before. And for a long time, I kept it to myself because I felt like I didn't want to come off as bitter or messy or, you know, I don't know. I just, just didn't want to talk about it. Only maybe two people in the world knew about the situation that I had with Love and Hip Hop and with MTV. And so I'm going to tell you just the things that I faced with colorism in the industry. So what happened is that, I believe it was like two years ago, I had my receipts here. Okay, so August 2018, I get contacted by Love and Hip Hop. This was season five. So Again, I don't contact these people. I don't, I don't run behind mainstream. I don't contact them begging for anything. They reached out to me and they sent an email basically wanting to use my content on Love & Hip Hop. So let me go ahead and share my screen with you guys. Let me show y'all this. I've never talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it today since people want to keep saying I'm reaching and I'm crazy. Okay. So... I just want to make sure I believe I blocked everybody's names because I do want to protect people. Yeah, everybody. Okay, all the names are blocked on here. Okay, let me show y'all this. 
So this was an email that me, um, that I was sent. So the person says, this was from 2018. I've never talked about this before. She says, hi, I work in legal and business affairs at Eastern, which produces Love and Hip Hop franchise. The Love and Hip Hop Hollywood team is interested in possibly featuring your video in the below link. We would only use the video and audio of you speaking about Tierra Marie's sex tape leak. Can you tell me if we are able to license the video for use in the show, all media, excluding um, excluding theatrical worldwide in perpetuity? Also, would you be able to sign our standard footage release attached for your reference? Okay. So that is what they said. This was the video here. It was about Tia Marie uh, sucking um, that man's peen. I forget the one with the green eyes or whatever. So, and if you go onto YouTube, you will see. I had the most views on that topic. I had more views than Wendy Williams on that particular topic. They asked to use my footage and wanted me to sign a contract. So me and my manager said, okay, well, that's cool. Um, are y'all going to pay for this or no? Oh, no, there's no check. Okay, well, if there's no check, which I'm fine with because Love & Hip Hop is a big platform that would bring more viewers to my channel, um, you need to at least include my channel name. That's all we asked for. I didn't ask for a payment from them. I just wanted, you know, at Lovely T2002. So that way people would know where that clip came from. So hear anything from them. Um, I believe, okay, I ended up signing the contract. They said they would get all that done. I signed the contract, sent everything over, okay? Then let me show you a message from my good friend, Truth. He's one of my friends in L.A. He's the one who first brought it to my attention because I wasn't even sure when the episode aired. I'm going to show you all a DM from 2019. So the episode aired and what they did, Love and Hip Hop, and I've never talked about this. They used my voice, but put a light-skinned girl, the light-skinned girl who, who talks on BET.com. I don't know her name. No disrespect to her. Beautiful girl. They used her video as the talking point, but you hear my voice in the background spilling the tea. But y'all want to tell me I'm reaching and that colorism doesn't play a factor in shit. It does. But even with that, you know what I did? I was hurt, but I kept it to myself and I only talked about it to two friends. This was the first time I've ever talked about it publicly, ever. So let me show y'all the DM with me in truth. Give me just a second. This was a was talking a year later. And so basically what happened to him was they had stole his, his, um, he was, he, he we used to do background work together. And so he was doing background for uh, Teriyaki Tina on that Zeus network. He was one of the people in the background. So he had recorded, you know, some inside footage, you know, just, footage of all them, you know, partying with Tokyo Tony, Black China's mother. And somebody stole it off of his um, page. And then the blogs started sharing it, but they never gave him any credit. So he was, you know, DMing me, letting me know about it. So I was leaving him a voice chat. But in this is when I talk about the love and hip hop things, so you can see this was real. And I did talk to it about somebody over a year ago. So give me just a moment to share my screen. So this is me and Truth's conversation. This was September 29th. 
And so he says, that's my whole entire story from last night, LOL. Yes, I don't know who screen recorded my shit. And then I had left my voicemail about, you know, that's how people do in the industry. It's bogus. And then he said, they cropped my name out. They messy asses taking my content. That's my voice in the background and all. And then he goes, I'm good though. How about you? And then I replied back. Here's the, the thing right here. Wow. Remember how Love and Hip Hop did me and use my voice and cut me out the clip? And then he said, LOL, right. So I have nothing to lie about. Nothing. And thank you, Truth, because I know I, I hit him up earlier. Like, I'm about to use your clip on my live stream, bro. <laughs> so thank you. Um, but yeah, I have nothing to lie about. And this isn't just me trying to blast, um, you know, a black outlet or whatever, like Love and Hip Hop. MTV also did me the same way. And I have those receipts. So to all y'all who keep thinking I'm reaching and I'm just, you know, jealous of Angela Yee and all these people, I have nothing to be jealous about. These people reached out to me. I didn't reach out to them. Okay. So I, I don't, don't understand why people try to come at me with, from that angle. It's just weird. Let me find y'all this other email and my contract with MTV. Give me just a second here. But y'all swept down. There's no colorism in media. Okay. So this was the original email. So let me kind of explain the backstory though before I share my screen. My video about Junior, um, the the young boy who got killed in um, the Bronx, my video went viral, had like over a million views. If you guys remember that video, I did an entire breakdown. I did one of the most in-depth breakdowns about that whole situation. So MTV producers watched it and they really liked the video. So they had contacted me like back in 2018, wanting me to, you know, I guess be a part of the special or use my clips. And so this was in 2018. We hadn't really heard anything back. I was, you know, I really wanted to be involved in it because I really, you know, I even went to the Bronx and went to his memorial and filmed up there too when I was in New York that summer. And so I really wanted to be a part of it. And so when I reached out to them, they said they wanted to wait until the trial, which to me makes sense. So this is where this email is coming from a year later, where they're saying they're going to wait until the trial. So let me go ahead and show you all this email. Okay. so as you can see, it says here, associate producer. I said, uh, hey, Ariel, this is T following up. I want to be featured in the documentary. I haven't received the release forms yet. I also caught the office today. Thanks. And then they replied back. They said, hey, T, thanks for reaching out. We, we have the release form signed. In any case, the project is currently on hold. MTV has decided to wait until the completion of the trial before moving forward with the documentary. When we start production, I'll be back in touch. Thanks, Ariel. So that was our conversation. And so they did. They waited until the trial. And then the show came out. And this was my contract with them. And they did pay me. So let me go ahead and show you guys this. Okay, so that's the contract here. Uh, True Life Crime, the programming. And then they gave me the the fee. I'm not going to show you guys what I was paid. but And then that was the clip. Junior gets confronted, a full breakdown. 
hashtag justice for junior situation. That was the material. So guess what happens? It airs and they literally use like not even five seconds. Like you, it's like literally a blip. Like if you blinked, you miss it. But they have all these other people speaking on the situation, talking on the situation. When they initially reached out to me stating that they wanted me to be a part of this. So again, it's a very real situation. You know, those are just two instances. There's more, but I'm not, you know, the string would be an hour long just on that. Um, but yeah, I keep receipts. You know, I don't, I don't have to lie about anything going on behind the scenes in media. They definitely do play darker skinned black women when it comes to hosting gigs. When it comes to, do you ever see them hosting really VH1 shows? Or any reality TV shows? Not too many. You know, so they they do play people because it's like they feel like they want people who are just more palatable, more ambiguous, you know. So to that, I say, you know, what all can we do about colorism? You can talk about it, but you never allow it to hold you down. That's the one thing I'll say to, you know, young dark skinned girls who are experiencing colorism, not just in the industry, but just in life in general. You never allow it to hold you down. And you never, you know, make it where you hate yourself or you hate what you see in the mirror. You take that and you use that as the driving force. Okay, so y'all want to play me? I'm not good enough to be seen on Love and Hip Hop, but the light-skinned girl from BT is? Okay, cool. I'm going to circumvent and find my own way, which is I have my own channel. I have, you know, things going on here. I have my own businesses, my time, my skincare line. I have a lot of successful stuff going on for me. And I don't need love and hip hop. And matter of fact, I think I'm doing a lot better than some of these love and hip hop people, truth be told. Because I don't have to be on OnlyFans, you know, showing y'all what the hell my coochie look like and, and, and sucking peen and throwing up. So I think I'm doing okay. I may not be a millionaire, but I'm okay. And my family's okay. So yeah, never, never allow people to, you know, what they think of you, what, you know, their opinions are because they see you and you're dark or you don't, you know, fit a certain mode, never allow them to intimidate you. Make your own way. You know what I'm saying? Believe in yourself enough and believe in your own talents to not give two shit what a Rick, two shits what somebody like Rick Ross would say. Because if Rick Ross was a female, he damn sure wouldn't be where the hell he's at. So he's lucky he was born male. So let's keep that real. Rick Ross was a fat black female. He, w- he couldn't even be in the position to sit there and knock anybody. And that's the truth of the matter. And you'll have dark-skinned men, not all, but some dismissing it because they may not suffer from it in the same way that dark-skinned women do. And at this point, it's so apparent, you know, with the things that people do and the way that they treat my platform. But see, I'm not a threat to Adam-22 because he's comfortable in his own skin. He's made his own way. So him and his, his uh, podcast, they don't have a problem shouting me out and showing me love. But it makes me feel like, damn, maybe some of these other so-called bigger platforms definitely feel a way. Because at the end of the day, I don't have to split my check three ways. And that's the truth. So let me go ahead, honey, and read some of these super chats. So I just had to bring those receipts for like just these idiots that be talking shit and they always equate to everything being oh you're just a hater oh you're just jealous okay 
Let's see here. Uh, Sweet Diva Dennis J sent $49.99. Says, people don't like the truth. That's why I support you. There's a lot of lies and mess going around, going around, but you keep it real. Thank you so much. And I always will. And like I said, for me, I just hate the fact that the colorism conversation has gotten so disingenuous. You know what I'm saying? It's gotten so disingenuous. Don't do a roundtable discussion with a bunch of dark-skinned Black girls crying about, oh, my God, what? me i'm dark skinned and nobody wants me and this and that I, i'm tired of those conversations how about people start putting their actions to to work how about instead of having a a, a panel of just you know four light-skinned women on different platforms how about you mix it up how about having more than just one token dark-skinned black girl and usually the token dark-skinned black girl and i'm not trying to be disrespectful when i say this it usually tends to be bigger not as much in shape, but all the light-skinned girls, oh, baddies. I, how, many, how many bigger light-skinned women do you see doing commentary? And, and this is not no shade, but it's almost like they always want to perpetuate that all light-skinned women look a certain way. Petite, nice shade, you know, really pretty. But then in the same breath, when it comes to finding dark-skinned women to do anything, all of a sudden they can't find any dark-skinned women who got nice bodies and pretty faces all of a sudden they're obscure you got to you know those are real conversations that people don't want to have because it's uncomfortable and again this is not not to knock anybody i'm just calling it as i see it i'm josiah fix sent fifty dollars in uk money thank you so much says sorry to hear about your experience you deserve much better but karma is on your side amen and like I said, I never would even talked about it. This happened two years ago. And even going through that, have y'all ever seen me make videos knocking light-skinned women? Or, you know, if anything, in certain instances, I've had light-skinned women's back and said, nah, this is not cool. I don't like, you know, how this was done. Because I'm just, I'm fair across the board. Because I know how it is to be hurt. And just because your walk is different from my walk does not negate your pain. So even with all that, even treated that way, I don't allow it to make me bitter. I don't allow it to make me feel the way. I still will watch hip hop. It is what it is. You know, I'm always going to be the type. I've been through so much in life just with my health. I'm always going to roll with the punches. You know, so I, I, I refuse to let that break me. But I just wanted to share that with you guys to let you know this is not a figment of my imagination. This wasn't a figment of, of Kia's imagination on that sign show. And that's not a figment of many people's imaginations. It really happens. Um, let's see here. Brandis R. R. Sent 20 says, T, keep doing your thing. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat. Uh, Maurice Jordan sent $14.99. Thank you so much, Maurice. Justina and Jaylon sent $14.99 says, child, Charlemagne the tea sipper is defending Danny's song. Ooh! And using brown-skinned girls as a defense, Danny posted on her Insta, anyway, love you. Wow. I don't, I don't watch them. I no longer really support them. I'm not surprised because, unfortunately, you have dark-skinned men like Charlemagne the God who will always make excuses because those type of women are more palatable to him. He might be married to a dark-skinned woman. That means nothing to me. The fact that he doesn't see the difference between a woman like Danny, who's been so gassed up by men and women, be Simone, in the industry, 
to make a song saying basically nan and a boo boo who he wants to be with me because I'm yellow and not you versus is Beyonce coming out with a brown skinned girl song to empower young dark skinned girls. If he can't see the difference between that and he has dark skinned daughters, it says a lot about him. So I, I don't take anything Charlemagne T says seriously. Um, Complex Kenson 499 says, you're going to make it to a million in 2021. We come here because of your energy. We all know you the GOAT. Myself and the subs love you. I love you too and thank you so much. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. I'm um, Jojo Santana says, hey, T, love you. It's okay. Karma has no menu. You get served what you deserve. And those people doing you wrong will get karma. Keep doing what you're doing. You are someone I look up to. Thanks. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. You know, I never came out here to be anybody's role model. Because, <laughs> again, I'm not the most articulate. I butcher names. I forget <laughs> I forget what shit's called all the time. But you know what? I'm just myself. I'm perfectly imperfect. And I own that. You know, so as long as you're able to come here and enjoy what I have to say in my stream and take something away from it, then my work is done. And that means a lot to me. So thank you. Um, Steve Gilson, $49.99. And thank you, Steve. Unauthorized Look says, can we start a Twitter hashtag uh, called hashtag get T to 1 million? She does great work and she deserves to get there. She's in the home stretch. Thank you so much. And it will happen when it happens, sis. But thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and Queen331 sent $49.99. Thank you so much. She says, T, I've been watching you since I was in high school. Thank you for using your platform for real issues like colorism. Keep doing what you're doing. You deserve to have a bigger platform. I'm sorry you keep getting disrespected. Thank you so much, sis. And like I said, it, it's all good. You know, I'm just going to continue to roll with the punches and you know, definitely have those discussions when they need to be had, you know, and I think the more that regular people bring this up and talk about their experiences, I think eventually it's going to wake people up the same way when, you know, plus size women were saying, hey, this is not fair that you guys are only showing stick skinned people walking the runway when the majority of Americans are not 5'11 and a size two. We need more diverse sizes. And the more people complained and there was, you know, the more of an uproar uh, changes were made. And I think that's what needs to happen. You know, and changes will be made. So thank you guys so much for that. So now how long? Oh, I said this stream was going to be long, honey. I've been out here for an hour and 14 minutes. Okay, cool. So that was a really good convo. I'm glad I finally just got to talk about that. You know, like I said, usually I keep things private. I'm still going to, you know, I'm not going to blast these people's emails. I don't want people emailing them and not go attacking these people. It's not that serious. Like I said, this was two years ago. They probably been forgot about the shit. Who knows? But I just wanted to to just let you guys know, like, it's real and it really happens. And it's happened to me not only in media, but just, you know, throughout life, you know, even with certain job, job promotions, where somebody who's definitely not qualified, but because they look a certain way, they... They got the job over you who was qualified, you know, so it happens. It definitely happens. So I want to go ahead and last but not least, timestamp. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the whole Trish Paytas drama. OK, this entire situation is a hot mess. I have a lot of video clips to show you guys. That's why I was saying, you know, I had to push the stream back because there's a lot of stuff to get to. Um, I definitely want to talk about this here. 
Let's see here. Eric Sanchez says, T, I love your realness. You are respectful, authentic, funny as fuck, and real. Love listening to you while I do errands. God has you. We love you, sis. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that super chat. That means a lot. You guys are really looking out, and I really appreciate it. I'm sorry if I haven't gotten to everybody's messages. Um, So let me go ahead and break down this Trish drama. So if you guys do not know, the other day, um, Trish... (laughs) She took to her Instagram, well, to her YouTube page, and she was basically talking about this guy named Hair by Jay. And Hair by Jay is a celebrity hairstylist. And she was saying that she felt like, you know, Hair by Jay, along with Jeffree Star, who she's had issues with for, you know, a while, were all mean girls. And she said that she felt like Hair by Jay charged her more money for an install than he would have other people. He charged her $4,000 to install a wig when his normal prices, I believe, are like 1000 or something. So Trisha definitely felt the way. And so she talked about this, and hereby Jay was pissed. He went in on her. He drug her, talked about her physical appearance, said her skin was horrible, she was fat, you know, just really tried to tear her down. So, of course, Trish is playing this on her YouTube channel. She's crying. She's saying that she's scared and all this stuff. Now, the reason why I know about this shit, because I didn't know who Hair by Jay was, who started running to my DMs. That's how I get drugged and all this. I've been trying to mind my black ass business. All of a sudden, I get drugged into all this white people drama on YouTube. I don't know. What? And so people started DMing me because I guess he's done Cardi B's hair. So I had a bunch of Barty gang people like, Tay, you need to tell Cardi B to not let hair, uh, let her, her hair get done by hair by Jay. What? Who and what? Who? I don't got Cardi B's a grown woman. I don't know who does her hair and I don't give a shit. I don't care. When me and Cardi B talk, we literally like, we just be having a good fucking time. Like you can tell me and Cardi B's relationship is just a genuine relationship from the way she pops in on my Instagram. Let me show y'all something. Me and Cardi, I don't ask Cardi about who does her hair, who does her makeup. I don't give a shit. I'm not that. I don't care. What she does in, with her people that she pays is her, her business. And so, like, all these Barty gang members were, like, in my DMs, like, you need to let her know. He's harassing Trish. So that's how I got involved in this. So I said, well, let me go sip some tea and find out what the hell is going on. So I had posted this the other day. Hold on, let me show y'all this. When I was watching Game of Thrones, because I was going through it, honey. <laughs> this was funny. So let me show y'all this real quick. So I posted this video of Brandy. Y'all remember this clip of Brandy running and falling out? So I said, this, this is me running from my bedroom to my living room. I'm on season five, episode nine of Game of Thrones. I'm definitely going to need some counseling and a YouTube roundtable discussion after I finish this show. I've never suffered so much anxiety, shock, fear, and turmoil and tears watching any TV show in my life. I can't believe what they just did to Princess Shireen Baratheon. PSA, do not tell me what happens next in the series. I just came to vent because no one in this house watches the show. Look, Okay, Amber's Closet, that's my girl. She came through. But look at Cardi B. She says, I'm going to have to watch this show. Like, me and her just have a regular, normal friendship, like, relationship. You get what I'm saying? And so I have replied back to her. I'm trying to find my reply back to her. Because I have been, like, MIA. Like, usually, like, we talk at least, like, a few times a week in the DMs or, you know, check on each other. Like, hey, sis, how you doing? Good morning, shit like that. 
And literally, I've been at my age. She ain't heard from me. She ain't seen me because I've been watching Game of Thrones. Trying to find my response. So many people always respond when she comes. I said, I said, girl, I think I got everyone tuning in. That's why you ain't heard from me in a few days. I'd be in my room stressing and worrying about this show. It's crazy as hell, sis. That is me and hers. Like, we just have a, a friendship, like a regular, genuine relationship. I don't ask her about celebrity shit. I don't care. I, I don't care. So for all y'all who were like trying to like get me to like tell her about hair by Jay, I don't give a shit. I, you, you, y'all go tell her that. She has a public Instagram page. Y'all go DM her that. Y'all go write that in, in her shit. So that's how I found out about it. That's why I got involved in this. Cause now, you know, I was easy. So I was like, well, she can grab my, let me grab my teacup, bitch. She was going on Trish. Yeah, I got the sipping and watching all this. So after that happened, thank you. Look, Hadasha says, yes, just a regular degular friendship. Yeah, when, when I rock with people, you know what I'm saying? I it's just regular. It's just genuine. It, it's none of that nonsense. Um, so I'm just like following up on all this drama with Trish. So now this dude is dragging her, right? So here by Jay's going in on Trish, talking about her. And Trish is crying, you know, crying tattoo tears, saying she's scared. And so as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, I wonder what Shane and Rylan are going to say. And it was like literally crickets. I said, well, you know, it's, it's still early. We'll give it a day or two. You know, I'm sure they're going to come out and have her back. Because if you guys remember my live stream, um, somebody is getting tea pregnant today. Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not trying to have no more kids. Um, Aqua in SNZ. <laughs> My oldest child is 20. I don't want to start over. Okay, I'm just looking forward to the grandbabies, honey. Okay, I don't want to start over. As much as I want a little baby, I don't know if I could do it. I don't feel like breastfeeding. I don't feel like getting big as hell, honey. Them years are long gone. My last fancy was 15 years ago. I don't know if I can handle another one. <laughs> Y'all are messing that chat. It's funny. I just like, I see certain comments. Oh my gosh. But thank you. I'm glad that I'm worthy of being pregnant. <laughs> so anyways, um, if you guys remember my stream that I did about the whole drama getting when uh, Shane Dawson was getting blasted for all his disgusting old videos from back in the day, Jeffree Star, Tati Westbrook, and if you guys remember, Trish came out within 24 hours and she was defending Shane. And what did I say in that stream? I never knocked Trish. I said, honestly, I can respect Trish because at least she, 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 she's saying that's my brother. That's been my friend for 12 years. I cannot leave him. I'm still going to be cool with him. And I said, I want somebody, I want a friendship like that. I want somebody to rock with me that heavy that I know is genuine because for me, I felt like it was very genuine because a lot of times you'll really see who your real friends are in your most dire times of need. You'll see who's there for you when you make mistakes and who leaves you by the wayside. And one thing about people on social media, they're fake as hell. They will unfriend somebody publicly and unfollow them publicly just to make themselves look good on social media. But in the back end, they're still talking to each other on the phone. On texting, like, oh, you know, don't get mad. I had to unfollow you because my manager said or my publicist said, but we're still cool though. But you know, we just have to unfollow. 
And then what they'll do is that once the drama dies down, they'll slowly go back and follow that person. So I respected Trish for not doing that and just saying, I'm not unfollowing him and I'm still going to take up for him because he's like a brother to me. He's been there for me when I've been at my lowest points. So I'm going to have his back at his lowest points. So much so that she didn't want to look at the evidence about Shane. And I I can understand that because when you look at somebody as a real friend, you don't want to see the things that your friends are doing. You know what I'm saying? Just like when people try and talk mess like, oh, such and such said this about you. Such and such said that. Don't come to me talking about what such and such said. If you're my friend, what the fuck did you say? Send me a screenshot of your response. Other than that, don't send me shit. Everybody knows that. Even in my, don't send me what some other random person said about me. I want to see your response. That's a real friend. Because a, a real friend have you upset, mad, having anxiety, feeling away. But then it's like, so while they was talking shit, what was you doing? Sipping tea? So I felt like Trisha was a real friend to Shane and them. But what does Shane and, um, why do I keep freezing? Let me refresh my page. I feel like I keep freezing. If it's freezing for y'all, hit refresh. And I'm also going to, um, if I need to, I'll re-upload this stream as well because it's also being recorded. But um, so that's the part that I didn't like is that she really had their back. And so it's not um, day two, day three. And I'm like, well, where, where the fuck is Shane and Rylan? Shane? Rylan? Where y'all at? I don't see. And I'm like, they got to know what's going on. So you mean to tell me Shane and Rylan are sitting here like. Sipping all this tea, peeking and shit. That's shade of violet. Peeking around corners. They see all this shit going on, but they rather just go back and forth, peek around corners and be real quiet. So that surprised me. I said, wow. Y'all ain't good friends to this girl because she lost subscribers having y'all's back. She had people even saying that if she was going to remain friends with Shane, that says who she is as a person, that she must agree with everything that Shane has done. She took those hits for y'all. I see what kind of friendship this is. This is very one-sided. So let me go ahead and play all these videos, honey. Because I got some, I, I got a lot to say about this. Everything in order, so just give me a second here. Yeah, this whole situation has gotten very messy. So I guess we can start with this first video. Where is this one? Okay. Now, this is how Jeffree Star plays into this, okay? They all know that Trisha has had an issue with Jeffree Star because he treated her disrespectful on the Vegas trip, very mean to her, came off like Regina George. But yet and still, they still had Jeffree Star in the show. And they allowed Jeffree Star to throw shade at Trisha. So let me share y'all this clip with y'all real quick. Give me just a second. So this was Jeffree Star on Ryland's show, who was supposed to be one of Trisha's good friends. Mortgage is really low. Unlike a lot of YouTubers, I actually put, you know, oh, actually paid job. for my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me come back on the screen. So Jeffree Star is making fun of Trisha for renting. 
Now, Trisha got way more money than iPod than my black ass will ever probably see because, you know, they push her through the algorithm, honey. They, they suppress me. But ain't nothing poor about Trisha. And I'm confused as to when did it become funny to make fun of people who rent? I own my home, but I would never look down on somebody who rents. I've rented for years. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people rent because to own is a big responsibility and it's very permanent. Everybody don't know where they're going to be a year or two from now and want to be in the same location. So that's why a lot of people rent. But what's even funnier is that all of these people got money and became famous and, and became rich because of social media, because of YouTube. Before this, Jeffree Star, were you not renting? I saw old videos of you laid out on some, infl uh, on some inflatable bed in the living room. You didn't have shit a few years ago. Rylan, you're only making money because of YouTube. You and Shane didn't have shit a few years ago. This is a blessing. So to knock people for renting because you've been blessed with an opportunity is bullshit. So I was really disgusted by that. And for them to laugh and that's your homegirl, Rylan, you're a snake. Because I did check them right there. Because one, this conversation shouldn't even be, the conversation isn't even needed in the time that we're living in. We got a pandemic going on out here. We got folks hoping and wait for a, a stimulus check. We got people out here really struggling, don't know where their next meal is going to come from or how they're going to pay their rent next month. And you're making fun of people who rent because you own a multi-million dollar home that you were blessed to own because of good luck and the opportunity that was afforded to you because of YouTube, because of social media, because of social climbing, Kat Von D. Let's talk about it. So I didn't like that. So right there, I was giving Rylan the side eye when I saw that video. So now Rylan goes onto his podcast and he tries to play crazy. I didn't know. And I, I wish what, Trish would have just reached out to me and, you know, crying tattoo tears. <laughs> Let me go ahead and play y'all what Rylan had to say. I saw through the BS. I wasn't impressed. So give me just a second here. All right, this is Rylan on his podcast. Um, mad at us right now. And I guess the only... I'm I'm confused. I was taken back a little bit and mm -hmm. I understand like she's had drama with Jeffrey and Hair by Jay who has Hair by Jay obviously said horrific things that I don't stand by. I don't support. Obviously, I support Trisha over Hair by Jay. Like I've never followed this man. I don't know this man. I've met him once in passing. Yeah. And the fact that I'm so heavily involved with this really does break my heart because I love Trisha so much. Yeah. I consider her one of my closest friends. We see her more than I see really anyone besides you because you come over weekly for this podcast. And I guess at the end of the day, I truly wish she would have come to me as a friend if she was hurting like the way way that she is mm -hmm. and talked it out with me and i wish that it wouldn't have played out on the internet like this i just am really honestly confused 
just because I see her all of the time. And even after the last time Jeffrey was physically on this podcast, I was at her house and we had a wonderful, loving time. And I understand maybe it's hard for her to express her actual feelings towards Jeffrey to us or the Mm -hmm. gravity in which she's feeling feelings towards Jeffrey when she knows we're specifically friendly with Jeffrey. So maybe it's hard for her to like ask me to cut him off. But at the same time, I just I can't read someone's mind. And I feel like as an adult, I have two other adult friends that got in an altercation a year ago. And maybe it is my fault for never having asked her where she truly stands or wants me to stand. I just, uh, I I felt as though that was like their lane. I never hung out. I think one time I was with Jeffrey, Shane, Trish, and myself together. Like mm-hmm. they they were independently friends and they're both independently my friends. And like, like I said, I see Trish all the time. I love her and I wish she would have just hit me up personally so that, and so that we could have dealt with this situation. Sure you do. Sure you do. Okay, now the girl on his podcast, that's his co-host. So what I found out, um, Dustin has spilled the tea on this, shout out to Dustin Daly, that I guess they were saying that the co-host Lizzie, they had had a conversation, because I don't watch this podcast, so I'm getting this from, you know, these tea channels. But at one point in time, Rylan had fallen off with Lizzie, the co-host. Because Lizzie basically chose a, another friend over Ryland, a friend of theirs. Lizzie's friend had disrespected Ryland, you know, hurt his feelings. And so because Lizzie would not stop being friends with that friend, Ryland didn't talk to her for two years. That is very hypocritical, Ryland. Is this not the same thing that you that you're doing to Trisha? It seems like the only reason why you're still trying to keep your relationship with Jeffrey, you and Shane, is because of the money is because of the fame, is because, you know, Jeffree Star is a big name. And I get it. You know, he's a big personality. A lot of people know him. Nobody was checking for you before you got into this inner circle. So I thought that was very, very hypocritical. So now, um, Kiki West, 2001, thank you for the super chat. She says, thank you. A friend of mine told me what another friend said and refused to give a name. Like, what the fuck are you telling me this for? Piss me off. Didn't speak to her for months. Amen. Because that's not a real friend. Don't come bringing me bad news, like I said earlier, and giving me anxiety and making me feel bad and making me have to, you know, think like, well, damn, who said it? I, I don't want to have, I don't want to play a game of Clue. And guess who? I'm too grown for that. If you can't say this is what this person said and this is what I said to them when they said it, don't bring it up to me. Because now I'm going to be giving you the side eye. So, yeah, you did right by cutting them off. You sure? But um, let's see here. Jay McCullough says, Ryland is a social climber. Mm. We, hold on. He wouldn't have the lifestyle he wanted if it wasn't for Shane. Ryland got most of his subscribers from Shane. Remember, Ryland is a film. Y'all be spilling tea. He said, remember, Ryland is a failed actor who used to work for Clever. Oh, <laughs> Clever News. Interesting. Mm. I didn't know that, honey. The way he be talking, he acts like he's self-made. So, so basically, Jay McCullough, you're telling me that at w- once upon a time, Ryland, he, he himself had to rent. Oh, okay. So he had to rent until he lucked up and got with Shane. Interesting. See, people forget where they come 
come from. Can't do that. Can't do that. Humble yourself. Oh, y'all are a mess. Now, do you see? I'm looking at myself on the YouTube screen. You see now I look so much paler and lighter because my purple was a lot darker. My makeup was able to be seen more. But people will be like, oh, she's bleaching her skin. At the beginning of the stream, it was more dark. Then when it froze up, now it looks a lot lighter. I don't know. I just noticed that. Sorry. But anyways, let me go ahead and show y'all this next video. And see, now it's freezing. Like, YouTube is just acting funny right now. Okay. And now my color is coming back. See, somebody's watching the stream. Now my color is coming back. Funny. Okay. So now let me go ahead and show y'all Trisha's response to Rylan and his nonsense. So let me play this really quick here. All right. It's like, it's really hurtful. It's really hurtful, but I just wanted to address a few things. The first being, why didn't Trish come to us about this problem that she was, I did right after it happened continuously throughout phone calls with Shane and you on my couch telling you about, it's not, it's not just drama. It's not drama. Like it's full on harassment telling me to, to oh, there's a balcony jump telling me like throwing thing, like just being so mean, smacking on my hand. I, I did tell you this. It's, it's not drama. He says he's not a mind reader. Well, you don't have to be a mind reader because I told you guys multiple times and you know this. It's just straight up. It's it's actually crazy. Two friends got in an altercation a year ago. I did absolutely nothing. I was so excited to go on this trip. I came back and I was traumatized. I was bawling my eyes out. I was crying. It wasn't an altercation. What did I do? Harry J is like, oh, Trisha, Trisha should be lucky. Jeffrey's not airing her laying out. What did I do? I did absolutely nothing to warrant this. Then he goes on to say we could have talked talk this out with her well guess what when he did text he said let's forget about it and he ended it with well i didn't want to believe what you said about jeffrey how are we supposed to talk about it the fact that he said i can't read someone's mind is like it, I, I don't even know who this person is and he's actually the fakest person and this just proves it it just proves it. and i knew it when they had jeffrey up there like praising him all this great stuff like i knew it was fake i knew it was for reviews these people sold their soul to the devil it is scary it's scary you know what i'm not a Upset with you guys. Yep, saying I don't know why she's upset with this dramat. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm like so disappointed. Twelve years of friendship with Shane, and however many years, two or three years of friendship with you, and you just like being there, sitting on my couch, like all this time. And guess what? Another thing about your friend Jeffrey, his so-called being there for you guys during all this trauma. Well, here, I think you know who this is from. A breakdown of when Shane was bawling his eyes out, Jeffrey rolling his eyes, like, oh, it's Shane again. Maybe it's hard for her to express her feelings about Jeffrey. F you, Ryland. F you. <laughs> you are a POS. You are a POS because you knew exactly Sorry. how I felt this entire year. And this is why I blocked both him and Shane. They are so manipulating, gaslighting. They're so cruel. It's insane. And I'm, I'm sorry. At the lab. <laughs> she was like, F you, Ryland. F you. Calm down, sis. I got your back. Calm down. Honey, I'm here for all this angry white women tea. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> She's like, if you railing. <laughs> Don't get Trisha mad, honey. She be ready to fight. Let me read these super chats real quick here. Um, let's see. Daisy said 199. She says, goat, keep spreading the truth. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Celeste sent 2499 says, keep being you, T, unapologetically. Your personality shines through all the bull. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Anastasia Rogers sent five says, hey, lovely T, just woke up, but I'm glad to catch some of your live. I'll rewatch your live stream. Wanted to send you a super chat for a long time. Thank you so much, Anastasia. 
Appreciate you. Um, Teresa sent 499. She says the other platforms that steal your content are threatened by your likability because they'll lose subscribers to a real OG creator of it. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. KK says, T, my mom had my brother when I was 23. You can do it. <laughs> Blessings to you, your mother and your little brother. I don't know. That would just be starting all over. I mean, I, I mean, and it's like I, I went to go spend some time with my little niece and nephew uh, yesterday because he'll be one next month. I've watched him grow up on Instagram. He's so adorable, but he doesn't know me. I'm like, come to me. And he's like, eh. I'm like, OK, all right, all right, I got you. <laughs> But yes, I would love a little baby, but I'd be thinking to myself, like, it would just be starting all over because I'd be watching, they'd be running around, eat everything off the floor. I, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. But I don't know. Well, I guess I had to decide soon because it's not like I can be like, oh, 10 years from now, I'm going to no, have to decide what I'm going to do soon because <laughs> I'm getting older. So I don't know. But I love little babies. I do. I love little babies. They're fun. They're fun. Um, Let's see here. Um. Ashley Senfai, she says, love you, T. I love Game of Thrones. I have the DVDs. I'm obsessed with it. I would love to chat with you about it on Discord once you accept more people. Thank you so much, and thank you for the super chat, love. Um, uh, Maya Abdi sent $13.99. She says, I'm light-skinned and proud, and I haven't experienced colorism. Be proud of your color, T. That's good. Thank you so much for the super chat, and trust me, I'm very proud of my color. But thank you, sis. Um, let's see here. Real Melancholy Senpai says, hey, T, glad to make it back for live. Shame will never say anything about Jeffrey and vice versa because of the dirt they have on each other. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that there's more to the story. So as you see, Trisha was very upset about Ryland's denial. Trisha's sister came out and I also defended uh, Trisha and said that Ryland and Shane were lying, that they were told way before this that Trisha did not feel comfortable with them and their relationship with Jeffree Star. So now, if that's not bad enough, Trisha finds out that Shane Dawson, who is her best friend slash brother, she's always claimed them like family. They've known each other for about 12 years now. She found out that Shane Dawson has been talking cold cash shit about her for years to anyone who will listen to random people who've only known him for like a few months. He's known Trisha for years, but he's got about her to random people. This dude is a mess, a straight up mess. So I'm going to go ahead and show you guys this video here. Give me just a second. Caught up in the right thing. So yeah, she's very upset about this. Let me share my screen. Okay, yeah, check this out. There it is, because like I heard it with my own ears. I'm just like freaking out. You guys look April 2017, and he's gossiping about something I told him before a Christmas party in 2016. I don't even remember it. Like I do remember like talking to Peter. This is so stupid. Like I just remember being like, yeah, like did you invite Charles? But he's like the way he said it on the audio was just like, yeah, Trish is like, ew, why would you do that? And he's like, Trish, this is all you have better to do is gossip. She, you are the biggest gossip, and you're the meanest gossip. Yeah, maybe I was like, hey, yeah, Peter Mons said that you're inviting Charles. Was I never said anything bad about him. He doesn't say that I said anything bad about. Him, but like, I'm not, I'm not mean, and I don't look at you gossiping like to someone you don't even know. Like I, I was his 
best, best friend. And I was just a stupid one. I was just the desperate one. I'm such an idiot. The audio is literally Shane in a mocking voice being me, being like, you invited this guy? Like, as, what? What? I have never said one bad thing about Shane privately, publicly, anything. I'm just like, I, I was like kind of getting myself together and like, here's just like move on. Today's a new day. But I was just like, I'm so, I'm so shocked. I'm like, I'm, I've just never been so mind blown by someone so fake. Cause I, you will not find one voice memo of me bad talking Shane or saying something that Shane said to me in private or question. Like this is, like Shane's a gossip, yeah, but I didn't know he was so mean and like conniving behind people's back. Truly, I didn't know this. Like he'd end friendships and he would like kind of tell me, but like also always just like paint himself as like a good person, like never was being like mean. This is just like nasty shit, like mocking. Like I was best friend. We did, we did the first series together. I was going through so much that year, 2017. I did the series after my breakup with Sean, and he knew. Like in that series, I'm like going through it. Like this is months later. Like I was not mentally well this year. Like I checked in with Shane about like this. This is, I'm so mind blown. Like, you don't understand how bad I just like want to move forward. Like, I love making like TikToks and fun TikToks. Like, these are just so stupid. And like, I hate that they're even on my feed. I'm just like, I can't even, I can't even take it in. Like hearing, like hearing his voice, right? Like I've heard it from multiple people and like different people. And like, okay. But like hearing him like mock me and say, Trish told me four months ago about something like, just, and, and for what? To make Charles Gross feel like worse? Well, I didn't say anything bad. And he, he, and he repeated that I didn't say anything bad. It wasn't that. It was just like more that I was like asking him like why he invited like Charles because like Peter Mon like didn't like him. This was like so long ago, like everything's like squashed, but it's just like, what was the point? To make Charles feel bad, to make me look bad, to just shit on me for no reason, to mock my voice. Like, well, I don't understand. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like just completely unwarranted. Like I know I do stuff that's like, like rubs people the wrong way, but I was so nice to Shane. I never said anything bad about him. I was always there for him. Like I'm so, it's like the wind has been knocked out of me. But like these are voice memos he sent to people. No one's like privately recording him or anything like that, which I heard other people do. But like these are voice memos he sent. And honestly, like if you share a voice memo with me about Shane, like, and like I'm sure there's more. Like I'm not going to share them. Obviously, like I just it just like solidifies. Like I like I, I already don't feel bad. Like I already feels like a weight has been lifted off me. Like I don't have any remorse about this friendship because like I did nothing to warrant this. Like this is the first time ever in my life in my career on YouTube that I didn't warrant this kind of response rebuttal attack like it's not even a response it was just like this weird attack for no reason and it just like it just i don't know i guess just like hearing it it's just like yeah this person is a bad bad person like this is the one person i thought never talked bad about me that never like gossiped of like this is cr this is insane yeah i'm like processing all this like it's just this week has been hard anyways because it's like it's just it literally feels like i just didn't know this person peter mon's video he said he called me a sociopath and i'm just like what so just to touch on that, like Peter Mom made a video talking about like when he met up with Shane in Vegas. And this was like around like, I don't know, 2018. And um, I like, and I guess he said that like Trisha said she'd meet up with me or something in Vegas. And to what Shane said to that, oh, yeah, Trisha said she'd meet up with me in Vegas. That's what Peter told Shane. Shane's response to that was, was Trisha's a pathological liar. Like what? What is the point? It's not like I said, you know, Shane's this or made up rumors about someone. I said, oh, I would love to meet up with you. To which Shane's response is Trisha's a pathological liar. Peter Ron also goes on to say that he says that Tana's a sociopath, Jake Paul's a sociopath, and then I'm a sociopath. Oh my God. Shane, you're not a psychologist. Not everyone's a sociopath. <laughs> oh my God. You give this guy a series of fake therapists and an ego, and all of a sudden he just knows everything about psychology and he can.
diagnose anyone as a sociopath like what make it make sense and he said andrew and garrett and they were there like laughing in ryland like why why did i warrant that why did i <laughs> i'm sorry but trisha be having me cracking out she's like to justify you know just being an asshole or you know like they think they can just diagnose everyone Shane you're not a psychologist if anything you need to diagnose your damn self because it seems to me that Shane and this is not me diagnosing him is really not who he proclaims to be in the public in the public he tried to put out a persona he's like this old well not old (laughs) he's younger than me but you know he's like this older you know OG grandpa, you know, quote unquote, the grandpa of YouTube, because he's been around for years. And what we're learning is that that's not him. That he's very manipulative, very shady. Um, He does things that benefit him. He went from being the it boy on YouTube to having to go backwards in life and social climb off of people like Trish and Jeffree Star and, you know, all these people, Logan and Jake Paul and these people he's done these documentary series with. And when he saw that James Charles was trying to get into the documentary thing and was offered a Netflix deal, that pissed off Shane. So that was his whole reason for trying to ruin James Charles's career. And James Charles, he has his own set of issues too. But, you know, it's, it's always nice when people try to, you know, ruin you. Because that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to ruin that young man. And now people are seeing their true colors. Now people are seeing what you've seen. You know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of times you don't even have to say anything or address too much stuff. Everything will always come out to light. When people are trying to do you wrong and you've done nothing in that situation, you just sit back and watch karma do, do its job. That's all you got to do. It happens all the time. I get Trish for being hurtful. Okay, now I see over 13,000 people watching with 6,000 likes. I know I'm entertaining y'all because ain't nothing else going on on this good Sunday. Okay, it's four o'clock. I've been on here for damn near two hours. Please hit the like. It's free. Thank you. So I understand Trish for being hurt. That is hurtful because... I got the vibe that Trish was very genuine to them. She said she never talked about him behind his back. She never gossiped about him behind his back. You know what I'm saying? So for him to be so free to talk to people who he didn't know if that person was going to go back to Trish back in 2017 and tell Trish everything. So that lets me know right there, he really didn't care about the friendship like that. He didn't see the friendship as valuable. He didn't see Trish as valuable to him as a Jeffree star. So to me, Shane Dawson comes off as very, very manipulative. And the fact that he's watching all of this play out 
like Regina George in the hallway when, you know, everybody's fighting and she's just sitting there like, you know, living her best life, watching all this chaos that she created. The fact that he's quiet, he's not saying anything, tells me everything I need to know. When she was on that live crying about what Hair by Jay was saying about her, regardless of the situation, that was your time to be a friend and support her publicly. You know, not try and run and hide behind your boyfriend. Because see, he hates to talk publicly. He likes to have other people do it for him. And I've noticed about this with a lot of these older YouTubers, because even the mothers got involved. And I noticed that with the James Charles situation, his mom was on social media. When Shane Dawson was getting drugged for those disgusting videos, his mom came out on social media. And then now Ryland's mom is on, on, on Twitter liking uh, messed up tweets about Trish. Why can't all of these grown ass white men fight their own battles? Why are their mothers coming with capes and shit to defend them on social media? Yeah, as much shit as I go through, y'all would never see my mom in nobody's comment section making no YouTube videos because my mama raised me to stand in my own shit. I'm a grown woman with kids. I don't need my mom fighting my battles. So yeah, when I seen Ryland's mom on Twitter being messy, I'm like, really? Your son is 30 something years old. Let him hold his own nuts. He's grown, okay? The mama stay out of this shit. Y'all are just doing, I mean, this has gotten messy. This whole drama has gotten messy. They don't, the mamas done came out. Trisha's sister done came out. Everybody got something to say. So I'll say this. I know a lot of folks have been telling Trisha, you need to get over it. Okay, this is getting, you know, this is just stupid. It's not a big deal. Those people who are telling you to get over it, they're trying to gaslight you. People do not have the right to tell you when you're supposed to get over something that you are genuinely hurt about, especially when it comes to friendship. This was a 12-year friendship. So at this point, she is mourning the friend that she thought that she had and realizing that everything that she thought that she had in that 12-year span was probably 90% a lie. And the person that she thought that she knew that she invested her time, her her loyalty, her money, just everything into gifts, birthday presents, you know, all that stuff that they do, videos, collaborations. This is not the person that she thought that he was. So she has every right to, you know, to be hurt behind this and to vent and to rant. And I don't think that people should be gaslighting her. I hate when people do that and say, oh, just get over it. It's not a big deal. Well, it's not a big deal to you because you're not not invested in the situation. You're not in that friendship. If you're a friend in 12 years, you find out they were talking cold shit about you to strangers, you'd be hurt too. You know? So yeah, the whole situation is crazy. The whole situation is insane. But I'm here for all this white on white crime. (laughs) Honey, I am here for it. But I hope you know everything gets better. You know, Trish, just be mindful the next time of who you call a friend. And what a lot of people don't understand, and this is for Trish and for anybody. When you are in a genuine friendship, it's a two-way street. Always remember that. If you feel like you're doing more in a friendship for somebody than they're doing for you, that's not a friendship. That's a one-sided situationship. Meaning that, you know, I'll deal with you when the situation suffices. Other than that, you really don't mean too much to me. And I think because so many of us have a longing to belong and want to be popular, or, you know, you just want friends. You want that energy. 
that we're willing to settle. It's no different than people in relationships. You know, women staying with dog ass dudes who are cheating on them and disrespecting them just to say they have a man, just to say that they're married or a man dealing with disrespect from a woman just because she's a bad bitch or she's fine or she's an Instagram model, but she's disrespecting you and belittling you and emasculating you. So again, love starts from within. You have to love yourself first before you can expect the world to love you. And that's the same in friendships. You have to know what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate. And if you have a friend who's messy and all they do is sit around and talk about other friends and gossip about other friends, you also have to realize that you play a part in that. Because if there's three friends, right? One thing I learned growing up, if there's three friends and if this friend right here is always telling me about this friend and talking about them in a bad way to me, well, then what is this friend telling them about me? Why do people feel like because if somebody can come to you with all types of mess and drama about another friend, why would you think that you're beyond reproach? So you got to think about that. So Shane just comes off like a messy queen all the way around who can't stand in his shit. He loves to keep stuff up, but he still wants that persona of the good guy. But to me, he's no different than Jeffree Star. The fact that they're both siding with Jeffree Star in this situation, and this is somebody that you've known for years, even before you got with your boyfriend, lets you know that him and Jeffree Star are probably one in the same. You know, and I don't personally know Jeffrey. You know, I've heard some people say that he's a nice man. You know, the ones who've gotten to know him. I don't want to judge him too harshly. I don't know his whole backstory. You know, I've heard stuff over the, over the years, you know. I don't want to judge any of these people too harshly. But I do think that this situation is messed up. You know, I don't think that hereby Jay should have talked to Trisha in that manner. Um, I think that, you know, Shane should have had her back because I watched that girl break down on her live stream. Yes, Trish is messy. She's no victim, you know, 24-7. She's the same one who came out as transgender on the kitchen floor and then wasn't transgender. Trish is just a whole basket case. We all know that. This is the same girl who claimed she was black, doesn't have a drop of black in her. She also claimed to be a chicken nugget. She's not a chicken nugget. So that's just Trisha. She's a weirdo, right? We all know that. But Trisha owns her shit. And I've never seen Shane do that. He's only tried to partially own his shit when pressure has come on him. You know, but she will own her shit. And when he when she sat down there breaking down, crying, when he was going through that, That was a friend who was hurt for another friend and who was caught in the middle and just genuinely did not know what to do, but wasn't going to be fake about it like everybody else who was jumping ship. So for him not to have her back is very, very telling. So I think with this, everybody should take this away from the situation. Make sure that you are the friend that you want in your life. However you want your friend to treat you and respect you, is the same way that you should treat your friends. So I think that is the takeaway from all of this drama with Trish, Here by Jay, Jeffree Star, you know, and all these people. That's my takeaway from the situation. So let me read these super chats here before I leave. Um, Let's see here. Real Melancholy Sam 5 says, hey T, glad to make it to a live. Shane will never say anything about, oh yeah, I read that one earlier. Thank you. Um, 
Valerie says, these kids are bad to my 15-year-old sister. Told me about her classmates, Black, who called her a dark-skinned troll because she didn't want to see his pics. Oh, yeah, you'll always have colorism in schools. But again, when, when children talk like that, that's a reflection of the household. Because colorism is not necessarily taught in the school environment. When you have kindergartners saying, you know, calling other kids blacky or saying yellow, you know, like a banana, you know, and picking on other children's skin tones as young as five, that's coming from the household. So that's sad that your sister's going through that. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Adelaide McKenzie sent 25. She says, T, when you meet your your blessed man of love, you may have more babies or one. I mean, look at Janet Jackson. I pray those blessings come to you um, from singer Adelaide. Thank you so much. Yeah, Janet Jackson did pop out a baby at 50. I forgot people can't have babies old. I don't know about all that, but kudos to Janet. <laughs> kudos to her. I couldn't even imagine. Trying to get these two grown folks out the house soon. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Um, Naya sent four ninety nine. She says, "Laugh my effing ass off." Not you mocking her tea. Yes, Trisha be had me cracking up. She's a whole mess. But when she gets really mad and animated, that should be cracking me up. I was trying so hard to hold it in, I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Here, Olson, $10 says, very proud of you, Auntie. You are inspiring. Continue to elevate and be great. Thank you so much, and I definitely will. Thank you for coming through. Um, let's see here. Real Melancholy says, Shane wishes he could be a Regina. Shane is a straight-up Gretchen Weiner. A oh, Weiner, excuse me. Gretchen Weiner. Jeffrey is Regina holding the burn book, waiting for Tati and Katie to come at him. Mm. Yeah, he is more like a Gretchen Wiener when you think about it. He'll never have as much oomph as a Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star is definitely good at being Regina George. So this whole situation was crazy. This has been a wonderful stream. It's two hours long. I told y'all this stream was going to be long. There's a lot of stuff to get through. So thank you guys for your patience. Thank you guys for coming through. Put the timestamps in the comments section for the people. Um, but I really appreciate you guys. So thank you guys once again. Have a great Sunday, and I'll see you guys sometime this week. Bye.